Welcome back to the podcast. As everybody knows, I love to bring Kickstarters on. I cannot tell you how many Kickstarters I have brought onto the show. Michael is back on. And Michael, I got your last name. It's fine. It's Cass, I think. Yeah, Michael Cass. Michael Cass. It's so terrible. I mean, I had you back on May provide, uh, promoting your Riot Earp project. Uh, you were one of my first guests back then. Before we talk about your new project, tell the listeners a little bit about that project, Riot Earp, and who might be what might be coming next from that project. Uh, so far, we've we've put out three issues of Riot Earp, and they're all double size issues. They're all fifty six to sixty four pagers. Uh, it's a it's a humorous sci fi book um, set in twenty fifty five, but it's not too science fictiony it's more of a of an, an action adventure uh just a fun book to read and i uh, gotten good reviews and the next issue is uh in the works uh my artist fred venice is about halfway through so that probably won't be done and released till maybe summertime Tell the listeners some of the talent you have connected with Riot Earp, if you don't mind. Well, I started out, uh, my editor is Ron Mars, who's you know been in the, in the industry. <laughs> yeah, in the industry for about 30 plus years. Uh, you know, I work for just about every company that's out there. Uh, I have, uh, see, Daryl Banks uh, did a, a Riot Earp story. And he's done some some art for some of the other issues. Uh, and we're working together on, on another project. Uh, Paul Pelletier uh, did a pinup for the Riot Herb special. Uh, Paul has done a lot of stuff for uh, for DC and, and cross-gen. Uh, Key Champagne, who's a, a writer slash anchor, uh, is also uh, a letterer. And he's been doing the, the the lettering for me for all my projects. That is remarkable. The, the last Kickstarter campaign, uh, I knew what the creative team was, and we were talking about uh, before we started about me not trying to poach off you and the people that you know. Mm -hmm. And you said, "Hey, do you want to have Ron Mars, Keith Champagne, and Daryl Banks on the show?" And I'm like, "Well, of course I want to have them on the show." But I didn't want to have them on the show just because they're named people, because I want to use them to help promote your project and other Kickstarters. And it was a it was my actually it was one it was the most challenging episode I did because I hadn't had four people on. It was you and those three guys. And mm. how do I balance everybody? Because it's it's your project. And how do I balance all the three other people? And on top of that, how do I have these people talk about stuff that they haven't talked about for years and years over and over again without sounding boring? Because Ron Myers helped co-create uh, with Daryl Banks, right? Kyle Radner, the, right. the Green Lantern. Right. Yeah. You know, and I had Daryl was on there, and Daryl was talking about you know being in the Franklin Mint, which I thought was really cool at the time. And he we talked about his Justice Machine, and the story that I pull all the time when I talk to people. Is the Keith Champagne story. Keith went to the Kubert School and he told on that podcast when you were on there, and you'll remember this, how he was arm wrestling a 73-year-old Joe Kubert and mm. lost. And I'm like, nobody, that's like great stuff to do. And again, thank you for having me on, uh, have everybody on for that podcast. 
Now, do you remember how many times I've had you on this show? Do you know offhand? Do you remember? I don't know how many times I've had you. I think four. Four times? And yeah, last... I think one for each Ryan Earp and one for, for Barry and the Christmas bag. Yeah, the last, Christmas time I, time. the last time I had you on here was just before Christmas because I wasn't going to do any Christmas episodes. And I owed an episode to somebody, and he picked a Christmas episode. I went to you and a bunch of people I had on the show before. And you all came on and talked about your favorite comic books. I think you had fun that last time, didn't you? Well, yeah, obviously, obviously you had fun because yeah. you wouldn't be on here right now talking to me. Yeah, this is number five. I I, I should be getting a smoking jacket like they do <laughs> well, on Saturday Night Live. Well, it's kind of like, you know, we'll do the frequent flyer thing where you get, you know, somebody punches <laughs> on the card. Uh, you know, I, and you talked about uh, Barry. I fell in love with Barry. Tell the readers briefly, I'm sorry, the listeners, just a little about Barry. Barry is so cool. Just briefly tell us about Barry. And wait a minute. How was your holiday season? Did you have a good holiday with you and your family and everything? Was everything good? Yeah, it was great. I love, I mean, I love Christmas time. Even, you know, even though I'm he is, even though he's Jewish, Jewish. I'm Jewish, but <laughs> I love the holidays. I love Christmas, especially. Before you, before you tell your story, um, Michael and I always joke because when I had him first on there, I was talking about, you know, uh, I wanted to have more diversity, which I continue to do. And he's like, great, I'm a Jew. And we've just <laughs> gone on this great, you know, friendship with over the Jew stuff. And I respect our religion and everything. You came up at the time that Colossal Boy was a Jewish from a Legion of Superhero story, which was cool. I didn't know that. He's probably the first uh, Jewish superhero out there, as far as you and I know. And you came in and you talked about, I forget what story, but you talked to us about Barry the, the Christmas Bat. Tell us about Barry the Jewish Christmas Bat, just briefly. It's a, it's a children's book. It's my first children's book, and hopefully not my last, but... Uh... They're very art intensive, as yeah, I'm sure you get beautiful. Figure oh out. my goodness! If I had known how great that was, we would have had the, mm. the illustrator on. We would have done a special episode just the two of you. Maybe next uh, Christmas we can arrange that. Um, yeah, it's gonna. Be, I'm gonna be bringing in and out every Christmas, pushing uh, it. You know? I love the cover because there's there's it's this cute little cover with Santa holding this black little bat and he looks so forlorn mm. on it. It's a great project. Uh, so before we get to the golden years. You already have your hands full with Riot Earp. Why are you doing another project? What possessed you? Because you've got a life and you've got a career. You're a busy man. Why are you doing another project? I have these projects that I just want to get out into the world. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to waste time. You know, if I can do it now, let's let's do it. Let's get these things in the works. And. You have a history of putting out great product. You have great Thanks. stuff. Thank you. I like yeah. that. I like what you do. Um, and you can't probably see it, but your stuff is right okay, there. I see it. Right there. Right. And there's my Bitter Souls that I had with Chuck Satterley. Um, Bitter Souls was uh, uh, Chuck Satterley had wrote it, and his Norm, Norm Brayfield was biggest work outside of his Batman. Okay. All Norm Brayfogle, and it was great when we did it. So, we're not here to talk about Norm Brayfogle and other Kickstarters or even Riot Earp. We are here to talk about the Golden Years. Tell us about that project and when it launches in the whole Chidang. Okay, it launches February 7th. It is going to be a standalone, full, complete, 120-page comic book uh, with uh, some some top-notch, uh, you could say, all-star artistic talent involved. again again <laughs> right 
Now, I, it's it's amazing how much you got. Tell us the all-star talent you got on this particular project. Yeah, I'm, I'm most proud. I, I have Kevin McGuire. Who's that now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know who. No, no, Kevin McGuire. Everybody knows Kevin McGuire's. I remember Kevin McGuire from his Justice League with uh, Keith Giffen, Giffen back in the uh, mid-80s. He's a great right. artist. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is on there besides Kevin? Uh, a guy named Jack Herbert, who uh, also works for DC. Uh, he does some great stuff. Um, he did uh, two chapters, but uh, he, well, he ran into some, some time constraints. So I was lucky to get Neto Diaz, uh, who's a, a penciler, and his work is being inked by Keith Champagne. And Neto actually used the Golden Years pages to uh, to get some work with Marvel Comics. So okay. Neto recently did a, a couple issues of Thunderbolts, and he's now on Legion of X, the uh, the X-Men book. Very good. Great. Uh, so how many pages is this Golden Years going to be? Again, if you told me, yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry. 120 pages. Plus, what, what possesses yeah. you to put 120 pages together? Geez, you could have well, broken it up into multiple Kickstarters and made more money off it. Isn't that what a good Jew does? I'm sorry. That was terrible for me to say, Mike. I apologize. I'm yeah. sorry. It's good, um, you, like, okay. it's good I, you like me, Michael. Okay. I, I, um, I, I thought about it, uh, <laughs> but when I look for a Kickstarter... I prefer to have a complete story. Okay. And I want people to get a complete story, to know they're getting a complete story when they back Golden Years. So I have five issues worth. I could have broken it up into five separate issues and, you know, put it out over the course of a of a year plus, but I don't want to do that. I want to get the whole thing to market and I'm I'm expecting that people will see the you know the superstar talent involved and go for the go for the trade paperback or the hardcover um and buy it all in one shot as opposed to and, and it's gonna be at a great price. You know, thirty you know, thirty bucks for the you know for the paperback, forty for the for the hardcover. That um, is a great price, Michael. Mm-hmm. And you have a track record of Writing great stuff and producing great stuff. The Rider mm. package. I got my little Rider. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my Rider goodie package. What? Yeah, the Rider goodie package a few days ago. And I'm like, oh, Michael, this is great stuff. And again, thank you so much for sending that to me. And I sure you're promise welcome. you, I'm actually going to back this one uh, when it comes out. So, you know, you're you're one of my talking points all the time. I talk about. Do you mind me? Do you mind me telling what your profession is? No. Yeah. Michael's a lawyer, and that was part of our 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 our, our first discussion. I was like, Michael, what do you do for a, li- a life? And he goes, I'm a lawyer. Well, of course you'd be a lawyer. What else would you be besides a doctor or a jeweler? And it's unfortunate because a lot of people in society do those stereotypes still, you know, and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. I don't like that. My talking point is, here's Michael. He's in Pennsylvania, a lawyer. What does he, how does he, how, how does he get all this top town? I, you know, I named all these people and stuff. So how do you manage to assemble iconic creators for no offense to you, to a nobody? You know what I mean? 
Right. No, I, I, I believe me. I, I say completely. You know, when we had that says uh, a lot about your character, which is one of your. You're also one of my favorite guests because I, I really do respect right. you and have fun. That says a lot about you. But how the heck do you? I mean, have have you sold your soul and your cat souls and your pet souls to get these people? And I'm, I'm being no. facetious, but it, it's got to take a certain kind of talent. I mean, geez, Daryl Daryl Banks, you know, Keith Champagne, Ron Mars is your art, your editor. Yeah, I mean, your editor, and you got these guys, Kevin McGuire, and I'm like, you know, well, you're, almost as, you're almost as bad as my guy Chuck in Chicago. We talked about Chuck Satterley, who used to write comic books, took a break, and came back, and he knows all these people, too. You're, you remember mm. Five Degrees of Separation with Kevin Bacon? Right. You're almost like that guy, where you know all these people. Mm. Chuck is the same way. He knows all these people. I'm like, you guys got these, these you know, this is not like, you know... Kevin McGuire, who that's all he does. You guys got real lives outside of writing comic books. How, like, how, Michael, do you manage to snag this talent? It's, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's who you know and it's how you pay, you know, because it's, yeah, it is a, you know, five degrees of separation. I asked someone, do you know someone who could do blank or, or do you know blank personally? And uh, I, I have a reputation. The, uh, you know, these people, you know, turn around and say, hey, Mike Katz, you send him an invoice. He pays that same day. You know, no delays. Uh, and that's a big deal in this business. There's a lot of companies out there that you know, establish companies that don't pay on time. Exactly. And you do run this as a business. I've seen your Kickstarter campaigns over and over again. And you do run this as a business. Well, you have to run it as a business because, mm-hmm. you know, not just, I mean, and you running as a business um, really filters through everything. It filters through your writing, how you present yourself to the talent, how you mm-hmm. market yourself, the final product. It all goes together. You do a fantastic job on all of this, Michael. I'm, you know, thanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are really up there and it's very impressive. So, you're having a blast doing comic books, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And is it more fun than you thought it would be when back whenever and you go, you know what? I want to write a comic book. Is this much, much better than you ever dreamed it would be? I'm just curious. It, I don't know if I'd say it's fun. It's uh it's it's a, it's an amazing experience, but there's a lot of pressure involved at the same time. So it kind of balances that, you know, the the fun balances out with the with all the work that that has to be put into this business. Okay, let's let's go back to the golden years, and it jumps between 1950s and the 2023, and it talks about Captain Future. What's Captain Future all about? He's a he's a golden age style, you know goody goody character in the vein of uh, Captain America and Superman and he is you know trapped in suspended animation by a villain and awakens in 2023 and uh, you know just like Captain America was in suspended animation uh you know and brought to the the present back in the 70s um I wanted to to delve more into that uh, that fish out of water aspect to the character, 
all my all my work you know has a uh, uh, humor on top but an undercurrent of characterization beneath who would think there'd be such a thing as a funny lawyer <laughs> <laughs> now um i like his costume who designed it or did you co-design it with somebody no i i designed every single character in the book the, the yeah, costume and everything and yeah i'm not professional level quality artist, but uh, you know i've got a little bit of skill and i've got uh i like to think a lot of creativity and i design every single every single costume every single character every single name every single power set you know and there's you know there's maybe 20 at least not nah, yeah at least 20 characters um from you know i i i have uh a bunch of uh, characters are created set in the you know, in the 1950s golden age style, and I have a bunch of characters uh, set in you know today's you know time period. Okay, uh, how many stories are collected into this um, edition? How many separate stories are there? Uh, it's it's one complete ongoing story. Okay, so I'm sorry, so I didn't know if there's like, like almost five, like five chapters. Okay, so. It's, uh, that's a, how long did it take you to put this together, Michael? Um, a little over a year, I, I think. Uh, the you know, you're you're always limited to the the timing of the artists, and you know, since I'm not DC or Marvel, I you know, I always come last, you know, oh. with the artist workload. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I I would have liked to have had it, you know, done, you know, like six months ago, say, but uh, yeah, it, it is what it is, and you know, I'm still ecstatic with how it turned out. I think the, uh, I think the the art quality is amazing, and I like to think that the story is going to be really, really good to boot. I am looking forward to reading it. it looks very good. I. What made you wait so long in your life to actually write comic books? Because you are very talented in doing this type of stuff. I know you're a lifelong fan. You did some editing work, I think, back in the 90s with uh, Deadlands or something. Why wait so long to actually put your own stuff out? Uh, my, it was just a, a matter of my business partner saying, uh, I, th I think uh, I'd like to finance some comic books. And he had some ideas. And uh, he, you know, throw my way and I say yeah I can take these and run so where do you go with this project from here do you have another sequel planned in the future possibly um, I know it's way off I know that's way off because you've got your plate full for 2023 would you like to continue this again I I would I, I'd love to bring back um Captain Future and there's also a character in it called the Night Fox um who I, I think could have his own spin-off um i have uh something in the works with that um i've uh plotted out and mostly scripted a a 44 page story uh, and i have an an artist who's interested in doing that i don't want to know the um, name because that's just going to annoy me because i, I don't want to sit there having I, I have enough I have a, enough Michael Katz stories between uh, Key Champagne with Armrest. You know, I, yeah, 
I'll briefly tell you, I think I told this off camera. I had, I don't know where we talked about it. But no, I don't want to hear about your top name talent because then I've got another Michael Katz story. I've already got another Michael Katz story that, mm-hmm. I, that I talked about. But no, Michael, I am so pleased with your projects and I'm so happy for you that you've actually are being so successful. And on that note, before we talk about anything else, you've launched multiple successful campaigns. And a lot of times I like to bring these guys on because I know a lot of people do Kickstarter and I always try to look for advice. So um, if somebody's getting ready to thinking of starting a campaign, are there some any do's and don'ts that you would suggest offhand? Um, Well, first thing is think about marketing from day one. Don't wait till the last minute and don't expect that a book is going to market itself. Yeah, you, you need to have the a concept that is going to appeal to a, a wide array of people. You have to have an idea as to uh, what your focus group is going to be and how to market to that group. Uh, if you don't have a social media presence, uh, start one immediately. Uh, I agree. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Actually, all of those. Yes. Yeah. Because they're all. Be, uh, I don't know about you, but my Instagram, Facebook, and I've just been doing Facebook more lately. Mm-hmm. But my three audiences, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I know there's other things out there. My audience is all different. And the interactions I have with people are all different. Different. It, it, it's different forms of marketing. Would you agree? That, you, you know, you have a certain mm-hmm. Twitter audience that responds a certain way and an Instagram audience that responds in a different way. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, Twitter but is more networking, more personal. Yeah. Yes, and more networking, and Instagram is more showcasing. Definitely, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yes, yeah. But I, I and, personally, I haven't figured out the Facebook marketing because I, because like you, I, I have a life and whatever, and I've got things going on. It's only at this point in time, it's only me trying to do everything, and there's only so many hours right. in a day to to do things. Um, so Facebook, you have to find the, the groups. There are certain groups. There's a lot of indie comics groups that you can a, tap into. Yes. And I've actually done that uh, on my end. Uh, so what else do you have down the pipeline coming soon? Anything cool? Well, after Golden Years, uh, I'm expecting the next project would be Riot Earp number four. Okay. Well, actually, number three, since the special was i guess issue zero was that um, for um um it depends on when fred bennis gets the artwork done. <laughs> um so hopefully uh hopefully june okay and then uh after that uh the uh the one-shot horror book i'm doing with daryl banks uh i, I want to have that done and and out in time for halloween that's yes. I we've talked about that for a while, and again, you're right because we've talked about that back in October, and that's a full year of you writing, drawing, planning, and marketing. So people who think mm-hmm. they can snap their fingers and put something together, sometimes it, you you need to be patient and really dot your eyes and cross your T's, or you're not going to have a successful campaign. That's just going to flop. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I wanted Daryl to do the art. Uh, I knew I was, um, you know, in the position I had to wait for him to do, you know, because he does, you know, spread work for DC itself. 
And then he did the 40-page story for Riot Earp. So he'd go back and forth between Riot Earp and this horror book. Uh, and then he's got a day job, too. <laughs> yes. And yes, we, I, yeah, I remember the last time I had him on there. Michael, before we wrap this up, again, you're one of my favorite guests, not because you've helped me bring top talent onto my podcast. I really like you as a friend, as a person. Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up, Michael? Uh, just uh, if if you follow me or or check me out on Twitter, Strider Nolan thirteen, uh, or Instagram or Facebook, I'm usually Mike Les Cats or Strider Nolan, which is the name of my publishing company. Uh, just uh, you'll want to uh, check out Kickstarter, uh, the pre-launch page. Sign up for it for Golden Years because we'll have uh, price deals the first forty-eight hours. So you'll want to be, you know, aware of when the project launches so you can snap one of those deals up. Michael Katz, Golden Years, Ryan Earp. As always, it's a pleasure having you on the show. We'll figure out how to get you on again. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me again. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, a fantastic comic fan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.